goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And welcome, my friends, to the Friday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour Quickly. We are at Friday, and the Fridays just keep coming. Ten days. Ten days. And it will be Christmas 2023. Right behind that, a week later, we'll be starting a new year. Whatever you want to talk about on the phones today, since it's Friday, let's do that. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. As for me, uh, let's see. There are so many stories to choose from. I come here loaded every day. and I, Every day I put more stories to the side. Uh, so we'll start today, though, with uh, a story that you can find at the Daily BS. That's not the only place you can find it. You can find a, the kind of story. This particular story, this is the Daily BS is where you find it. But the topic is out here. And that's that Joe Biden may put have put his foot in it. And I mean deep, deep in the doo-doo. Through his spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre, Biden let it be known that he had discussion, chat, consultation with Hunter Biden, at least that he was aware in advance that Hunter Biden was going to defy the subpoena that was issued to him to appear this week from House Oversight, House Judiciary. Now, Joe Biden is the quote-unquote chief is a joke, but the chief law enforcement, among other things, the commander-in-chief, chief law enforcement officer of the country. Jonathan Turley has written that this could ha- could perhaps open the door for an obstruction charge if the House would impeach Joe Biden. Independent counsel Saul Weisberg has leaned into that opinion, saying that he agrees with Jonathan Turley that it would be an article of impeachment for obstruction if Joe in any way encouraged Hunter to take the position that he did. He says he thinks it's an incredible admission to make, a foolish admission to make, even to say that he was aware of it. Don't forget, says Saul, this is very important. We have to keep reiterating this point. Hunter had no legal authority to do what he did the other day. He had no legal precedent to defy the subpoena. And if Joe knew about it, well, that raises even more questions. Again, may have put his foot into a mound of impeachable doo-doo. We shall see. The Trump hysteria continues unabated. I should have asked Princess Di if she wanted to. Could because She's going to be on tomorrow on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Bright and early in the morning, 7 a.m. It begins. We invite you to set your 
alarm on your phone, your device, your radio, however you do it, to join us at 7 a.m. and have that first cup of morning coffee with us or tea. If you're like half Brit Nick, who works with us on Saturdays, drinks tea drinker. Um, because this goes to this Trump hysteria. It, it is hysterical. Trump is going to destroy democracy. Trump, Trump's going to be a dictator. Trump this, Trump that. They are, it, here's the latest. I'm going to ask her about this tomorrow if I can remember. One of his, one, one of the members of his administration, the former chief of staff at the Department of Homeland Security, was on MSNBC. Now, that says a lot about who this person is, number one. And one of the things that we continue to talk about here is the political knives that were in Donald Trump's back throughout the first administration. People that signed on to work with the administration, their only job was to try to sabotage him. I don't know whether Miles Taylor falls into that category or not, but these remarks to me make that a, a, a point worth ask a question worth asking. Mr. Miles Taylor, uh Trump's former chief of staff at the Department of Homeland Security, was asked on NBC about what potential damage the former president could do in government without breaking the law. He claims that Donald Trump, get this, Donald Trump may turn off the Internet if he's elected again. Yep, President Trump could turn off the Internet. The possibility is almost limitless. The biggest concerns to me are on the national security side. I think Americans still don't understand the full extent of the president's powers and the things Donald Trump could do, bubble-wrapped in legalese that would be damaging to the republic. He could invoke powers we've never heard a president of the United States invoke, potentially to shut down companies or turn off the Internet or deploy the U.S. military on U.S. soil. We don't know. Because the things that are in there, the emergency powers of the president, aren't widely known to the American people. That's a big worry for people like me and others who worry about what he could do. But that, get this, but that weaponization of the government could extend across the interagency to places we haven't seen it before. The Department of Education, the Department of Veterans Affairs, ways to wield power and those budgets to help his allies and hurt his enemies. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go from a former chief of staff at Homeland Security who was supposed to be um, a, 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 one would hope, a faithful member of the administration, is now warning Americans that if Donald Trump gets in, he could have all sorts of emergency powers that no one ever knew existed. And he could shut the Internet off. Can you imagine how that's going to be? Let's say he's right for a minute. Donald Trump gets in office. Donald Trump says, okay, we've got an emergency out there. I'm 47. I'm the proud president, 47. I'm back again. Now I'm going to shut off the damn Internet. I'm tired of the Internet. I'm just going to shut it off. So Donald Trump 
in the middle of the night, because you know he doesn't sleep. He only sleeps a few hours a night. He's got energy like you wouldn't believe. So in the in the middle of the night, while you're online, while some of the Democrats are out on TikTok, OnlyFans, while potential de- Democrat candidates for office in Virginia are boinking their husbands on OnlyFans begging for money, here's Donald Trump in the middle of the night. He gets up puts on that suit, that red tie, gets in the beast, tells the driver, hey, let's go over to AT&T. And when we get through with AT&T, we're going over to Comcast. And then once we get out of Comcast, we're going to go pay a visit and to, to May East and May West. We're going to go to May East because that's right near the car. We're going to go up to Herndon, Virginia, where where this great big, if you don't know what May East is, it's one of these like tech centers in the country where internet traffic flows through. A lot of data centers over there. And May East. So he's gonna get the driver, he has, and then he's gonna walk in. He's got his Secret Service detail. He's gonna go in. Who is it? It's the president. Open up. They're gonna be flummoxed at first. Security guard, hey, hey. Those guys are Secret Service. These guys have guns. Okay, let him in. He's going to go in. Okay, where do you guys run the Internet from? Go to, Upstairs. Downstairs, where it's cooler. Uh, I don't, let's go, just take me to the place that the Internet's run from. He's going to go in there. To, hey, turn it off. Turn off the Internet right now. Hey, why? Because I'm the president, and I'm the dictator, and I have powers, and you turn off the Internet right now, or else we're going to treat you worse than we than, than Joe Biden and the Democrats ever treated those J6 people. Turn it off. So then AT&T people, they're cowering, they're fearful, they don't know what to do. They call the lawyers. The lawyers are in a panic. The lawyers say, you can't do that. He says, I'm the president. Yes, I can. And if you don't believe me, my former chief of staff at the Department of Homeland Security, Miles Taylor, said I can do it. I can turn off the damn Internet anytime I want to. I'm the commander-in-chief. Tell those lawyers to back off or they're going to jail, too. Everyone's scared. They finally say, okay, Mr. President, we're going to turn off the Internet. Good. AT&T Internet, right in the middle of the upstroke, Miss Virginia's Internet goes off. Nobody can pay her anymore on OnlyFans tips so that she could run for office. Her fans are disappointed. Everybody's disappointed. Then he goes over to Comcast. Same deal. Hey, open the door. Who are you? I'm the president. You Don't you recognize me? Open the door. Take me to where you people run the Internet from. I'm going to shut it off. Goes up, shuts down Comcast. Meanwhile, the whole country's starting to realize, hey, something's wrong with my Internet service. We have an outage here. All the banking that's done over the web shuts down. Everything's starting to shut down. And then he makes the trip over to Amazon Web Services. Well, hey, we're shutting it down. Well, how am I going to track my packages? Shut it down. 
and within a few hours goes over to May East, shut down the data centers, no traffic, enter out of here. Within a few hours, the whole country is at a standstill. Now, why did Donald Trump shut down the Internet? I don't know. Maybe he'll leave True Social open. Twitter's down. Facebook is down. Amazon, no packages. To anybody. How are you going to order on the Internet? Amazon, if you can't get on the Internet. All the publications that you see on the Internet, all of them shut down. Everything. Instacart, gone. No business. <laughs> think about if you're trying to get it. Hey, think about if you're stuck trying to get an Uber somewhere or a Lyft. All of a sudden, there's no Internet. You have no Uber. You have no Lyft. And if you're like many, if you're like some of the Democrats, the porn sites are shut down. They may actually have to go home to their spouses. Or if they're with their spouses doing things on the Internet already for money, like the girl does in Virginia, I mean, bad for business. Donald Trump's going to shut down the Internet. Why? Because he can. This is what the American people are being asked to believe will happen. And the people apparently at MSNBC didn't kick back at this. They go, oh, okay, duh, he's going to sit down on the Internet, duh, okay, whoa. We, 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 we told you he was bad, bad man orange, bad man orange going to shut down the Internet. And they push back on this nonsense. You hear that, Matt? There's going to be no internet if Donald Trump is reelected. His 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 chief chief of staff from the Department of Homeland Security, Donald Trump's going to shut down the internet. Well, what are all the, what are all these phone addicts going to do? Jeez, you know they you know on their phones all the time. Hey, hey, hey. Well, they'll still have some cellular service, but oh, they won't okay. be able to get to the websites because the websites are on the internet. So their little things are going to be just spinning around in there. There's no there's no lift. There's no Uber. There's no Amazon packages coming. There's no porn for the Democrats imagine, to watch. Yeah, imagine you're picking up a book. Oh my goodness, it's like a foreign, foreign, uh, you know, idea these days. Yeah, yeah. No internet. That's what Donald Trump's going to do. And 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 you may not believe it, Matt, but you're going to suffer too, Diego. You're going to suffer too. No more streaming music. Ooh. Your Spotify is going to be down. Your title is going to be okay. down. You got vinyl. You okay? Well, we'll figure out a way for him to to threaten that next. Oh no! The hysteria is outrageous. This is just this is just, and again, nobody from PMS NBC pushes back on this and says, "Have you lost your mind?" Okay, Trump's going to shut down the internet. I guess we shouldn't elect him. Yeah, okay. There's more. Birthday today, Cindy Bird song. I always wondered if she was related to the late Edwin Bird song. Great New York musician. 
Don't know about that. But anyway, she joined the Supremes back in 68. Uh, Cindy had previously been a member of uh, Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells. That was before they changed their name to LaBelle. So happy birthday, Cindy Birdsong. Also, heavenly birthday today for a man in New York radio that changed the complete game for everything. His name was Alan Freed, disc jockey, New York. He is the guy that coined the phrase rock and roll. Alan Freed also did something in the time that many people considered unbelievable. He actually played black artists back when radio music was still being segregated by race. He actually played songs on the merit of the song. Alan Freed, born in 1921 on this day. And for those of you insiders to music, there was another giant in the music industry. His name was John Hammond. He found so much of the talent. He was with CBS. You talk about some of the biggest names that made history from Bob Denon, Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, George Benson, Janis Joplin. He was the A&R guy. Back then, they used to scout talent. 1910 birthday, John Hammond. Post Lurley's Rush Hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nineteen forty-four. On this day. America suffered a loss. One of the most influential musicians of his time. Arranger, composer, band leader, Glenn Miller. On his way, flying over the English Channel to entertain American troops who were in France was killed when his aircraft disappeared in bad weather. 23 number one hits, Moonlight Serenade, Pennsylvania 6, 5,000, 
And this one, of course, the Chattanooga Choo Choo. What a loss. Glenn Miller, in service to his country, as so many musicians then. Back then, back then, the entertainment class wasn't anti-American. They were America. Whether they were, and, and this was regardless of what, what else was going on in the country, the segregation that was still at the time, regardless of what else. The entertainment industry, people who, musicians of all stripes, they totally supported the American war effort. And some of them, like Glenn Miller, gave their lives for it. Indeed. So the Senate is closing in on a deal. I talked about this yesterday. The Democrats are upset. Maybe we'll find out more about it. And supposedly, concessions are being made that some Republicans would consider to be okay so that they could give their approval. This is all for the sake of Ukraine. Ukraine wants more billions from you. And so the new Speaker of the House is demanded in order to Spend more money for Ukraine. You're going to have to do something about our poorest borders. Democrats backed into a corner. Chuck Schumer, the Senate, negotiating. Now, there are a few stories, but when I read through the stories, there's no sense in me saying, well, they're going to do this, they're going to do it. We don't know what they're negotiating. So far, it is said to be only in the conceptual phrase. There has been no legislative language put to any of it. So we don't no. That big climate thing is over overseas. Greta Thunberg, thun, thun, Thunberg is out again whining about it. Ah, whatever. Wait till tomorrow before I get into that one. Big story today from Mayor Eric Adams and Jonathan Lipman in the New York Daily News about the plan to close down Rikers Island. And the, the, the fun, I don't want to get into so much deep. The thing is, if, if these people can't even run a jail, if they have to close it because they really can't run it, if they can't run a jail properly, what makes you think that they can do anything else? All the resources that government can bring to bear and they cannot even run. It's run so despicably and has been run so despicably. For so long, they can't even run a freaking jail. Why would you trust them with your health care? Why would you trust these people to educate your children? Why would you trust these people to run anything? They can't even run a jail properly. Ah. I'm still laughing at this Donald Trump is going to turn off the internet if he's elected. These people. Oh, Elise Stefanik. Can somebody, and at least, at least, I know somebody in this vast and ever growing audience knows Elise Stefanik, knows members of her staff. We know members of her staff. We should try to get Elise Stefanik on at some point either before the holidays or after. 
But Elise Stefanik is just on fire. She has now filed an ethics complaint on a judge who made a horrific speech, D.C. District Judge Beryl Howell. She gave a speech in November. Without using Donald Trump's name, she blamed the violence in the Capitol on big lies, a very surprising and downright troubling moment in this country when the very importance of facts is dismissed. She claimed President Trump would lead to, re-electing him would lead to fascism in America. And this partisan, this partisan rhetoric from a district judge is not acceptable. So Representative Elise Stefanik has condemned the speech and now she has filed an ethics complaint against Judge Beryl Howell. And I, Elizabeth, you know what? Elise Stefanik is on fire. She totally showed people how to deal with these college anti-Semitic Hamas-supporting college presidents. And now... She's filed an ethics complaint against this clearly uber-partisan liberal judge. Right on, Elise, right on. Go ahead with your bad self, mama. Somebody, you guys know that no, uh, Elise, tell her right on, right on, Elise. Pink Floyd. We don't need no well, if you're in New York, you've come to the right place for that. In fact, if you're at Harvard, Yale, or University of Penn, no you're still at the right place. You definitely don't need an education to be there. Pink Floyd started five weeks at number one. Another brick in the wall. Pat you. It was a final. Number one single in the 70s. Nominated for the Grammys that year. They lost to Bob Seger's Against the Wind, but still. All in all, another brick in the wall. Go have your porridge. Leave those kids now. Stop trying to make them say pronouns that they want supposedly to be. Stop trying to make the boys swim with the girls and play in the girls' locker room, eh? Dark sarcasm in the classroom? Who would ever think of that? We're going to take a break here. Leave those kids alone. 800-848-WABC. Let's know where to reach us, huh? Brilliant. We'll be right back.
Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdley. Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdley. Boy, this sounds familiar. Who is this, Diego? This is Tim Reynolds, who turns, um, uh, has a birthday today, 1957. If I can get my math straight, I would be able to figure it out, but I can't right now. <laughs> but his birthday is 1957. Yeah. Uh, American multi-instrumentalist with the Dave Matthews Band, uh, who are the first group to have six consecutive studio albums debut at the top of the U.S. chart. Cool. How do you like that? I love it. I love the Dave Matthews fan. It's time for some mix master stuff. What's up with this, Matt? Oh, baby. I believe that's an electric organ. Uh, Mannheim Steamroller. We got Deck the Halls here. We're getting close to Christmas, and uh, we're already in the holiday season. So nothing like some Mannheim Steamroller there, uh, Bo. And I am so glad you said that, Matt, because next Wednesday, this is a ditto head alert. The first time many Americans heard this song as a bumper was on the Rush Limbaugh program. Rush loved Mannheim Steamroller. In fact, I dare say... For many people, he made Mannheim a household name. It was always synonymous with his amazing love of Christmas, which he loved the Christmas season because he was so generous and saw Christmas as a way for him to give and give back for all of the success that his audience gave him through 30 years. This Wednesday... Chip Davis, Mannheim Steamroller. It's going to be on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. And I don't want to, look, not about politics. People across, I don't care what politics they hold personally, they love Christmas, they love Christmas music, and that's where we're going with the talk that we're going to have with Chip Davis, I hope. Just a love of Christmas time and Christmas music. So, if you know Rush fans, if you are a Rush fan, next Wednesday, Mannheim Steamrollers, Chip Davis, the guy who founded Mannheim Steamroller, will be on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour next Wednesday. Christmas, 10 days away from today. All right, let's head to the telephone, shall we? Let us begin in Al, with Al in Yonkers, New York. Al, you've been waiting there. Why? What's on your mind today? Oh, good afternoon to you, Bo. You know, Bo, I just wanted to say with the recent high court, uh, with the redistricting, uh, with the congressional Republicans now, going to have a hard time with the redistricting. Uh, you know, Janet DeFury, she was the chairman, you know, the chief judge who left, and she used to be more moderate. So... The situation is the Republicans now will have a harder, more competitive races coming up. And I can't see that changing. You have people like uh, Nicole Maliotakis, who's a Republican from Staten Island, Lawler from Rockland County, Molinaro from the Catskills, Dutchess County. These are all Republicans who voted to get rid of Santos. 
So sometimes in life, payback comes and karma Oops. comes. So now they're going to have Oops. a hard time. And the Supreme Court is not going to hear this case. It's going to stay the way uh, it is, I believe. Well, let, let us go to what he's to what Al is talking about, folks. New York Supreme Court has weighed in, and they are going to let Demi- Democrats. Let me just call it like it is. Democrats were ticked. They tried this overbearing gerrymandering scheme last time. It was so egregious that even New York court said, you can't do that. Come on, it's too blatant. So what happened? They didn't get the redistricting that they wanted, and Republicans won some seats that Democrats believe they should not have won. The Democrats, unlike Republicans, never put their tails between their legs. They're never timid. They never give up on something. They'll wait 60, 70 years to get an idea pushed through. They'll keep working at it like pit bulls. So they go back to the court. Okay, okay, you you, you didn't let us gerrymander our way to the kind of success we had last time. Look what happened. We got Republicans in the Congress now from New York. And the liberals on the, on the New York Supreme Court, oh, we can't have that. Goodness. We made a boo-boo. Okay, we'll let you do. We'll, c- come on, redraw those lines. Get those damn Republicans out of there. I'm just giving you my political analysis of this lawsuit. This is not a legal analysis. This is a political analysis of what is a political process, gerrymandering. And so Democrats get a do-over. Now they can write Republican districts, write Republicans out of elected office. See, it doesn't matter if they do that to the courts. There's another case that's going on. There are cases of this going on all around the country. Now, under the Civil Rights Voting Act, if you do this, this kind of gerrymandering, and, for instance, the congressman or woman that you are trying to get out through redistricting happens to have a tan, you know, they're of, of, of a person of color. Well, then you've got problems because they Democrats quickly say, oh, no, 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 that's racist. You can't dilute. You can't dilute black voters. You can't dilute Hispanic voters. But if you want to go ahead and dilute Republicans, oh, what the hell? Have at it. Dilute them all you want to. They are one group that is not protected. So go ahead and dilute them. Now, all of that being said, let me be fair. It works the other way in some places too. North Carolina. North Carolina. Down there in North Carolina, them, them daggone Democrat been winning some seat down there. So what them Republicans decide to do? They going to go, they say, uh-uh, we ain't having it. We ain't going to have this. We're going to rewrite some seats on here. They rewrit them seats, boy. They, they did. They rewrit them seats down there in North Carolina so bad that right now, right now, two, two Democrats been rewrit so bad that they said, I ain't running no more. I'm getting out of here. That's right. You see my friends up north, up north. Them liberal Democrats got the ticket. They can do any damn thing they want to do. Is they is they is they nut? They can crack it any way they want to crack it. They want to crack the whip, so to speak, on them Republicans. Why go ahead, crack the whip? 
beat them into submission. Do what you want to up north, because up north, the Democrat criminals run things. And they've been running things up there that, that what they call them, that Tammany, Tammany Hall bunch. They've been running things since the 1800s up there in New York. Ain't nobody going to stop them. Them some powerful people up there in New York. Them liberals up there, they got their thing locked up. You let some Republicans win in New York. Shoot, we ain't going to have that mess. We're going to get them daggone Republicans out there. Get our boys back in the, get, get, get them, get them seats right back there in the blue column. But in North Carolina, it just, let me tell you something, different story. North Carolina, them Republicans still got a little bit of strength left. And what they did in North Carolina, they getting rid of some Democrats down there. So you see, this gerrymandering thing, that's a mess. Where you stand on gerrymandering ultimately going to decide on where you sit. You sit in New York, it's good. If you're sitting, if you're a Democrat in North Carolina, it ain't so good. All right, now we got to check in with Lou Dobbs. Go find out what's going on with your money. On this day, American drummer Dino Donnelly passed away, 78. With the Young Rascals, Good Love, 1966, and their big hit, Groovin' in 67. Checking in with Lou Dobbs, more your calls coming up on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Birthday, Paul. Simon on basis with the class. Released in 1982, this one went to number one. Well, no. First released in 1982, it went to number one in 1991 in the UK. You know, also, let me just mention this, and then we're going to get to the phones. There's another birthday today. That's Waller. You jazz aficionados will know who he is. Pianist, organist, composer, singer, comedic entertainer. That's Waller. Died in um, Missouri. This is the guy that wrote Ain't Misbehaving, Your Feet's Too Big, The Reefer Song. The funny story about Fats Waller, in 1926, he was kidnapped at gunpoint in Chicago, driven to a club owned by Al Capone. Once they got him inside the club at gunpoint. He was ordered to perform at what turned out to be a surprise party for Al Capone. Talk about a command performance. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. And let's start with Viviana in Brooklyn. Viviana, how are you this afternoon? Oh, wonderful. Waiting for the Savior's birth. Uh, birthday celebration, and uh, I am so proud of you for being such a, a breath of freedom and truth. 
I thank you very much. Oh, um, my goodness. I want to make two points. Um, one is, considering what you had shared with us in terms of this new uh, thing about them saying that Trump will shut down the Internet, I had a discussion with a woman that she swore, because she was getting um, MSNBC uh, information, um, that if we elect Trump, haven't we heard dictator a lot? Haven't we heard yep. we're going to go towards communism? Isn't that what's happening now and they're projecting on him? Hallelujah. Oh, you were just so brilliant. That's exactly right. They're projecting something that's already happened as going to happen. No, the exact opposite will be true. He, All of the socialism that's been creeping in is something that Donald Trump is so opposed to. Let us go to Mike in Oyster Bay, New York. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good. Well, man, I'll be there on Wednesday with Manhattan Steamroller. Um, cool. I would like to say that uh, Liz Cheney does her rhetoric is very scary. She does sound like she's um, dog whistling for some assassin. Now, the one thing that really bothers me is the one guy I know that shot, actually shot someone is her father, Dick Cheney. Oh, he's he's. he's oh, you know, he has, he has that now that was a hunting accident. He didn't mean to shoot his buddy. And and the guy thankfully lived. And I, look, I, there are a lot of things I would say about uh, Elizabeth Cheney, but I don't want to get into this thing that dog whistling for. Uh, and and I, you know, I love you, and I say this with all due respect. I look, there's so many crazy people on the left. I don't want to get into that thing of trying to uh, appoint someone's words unless they specifically call for it, like this congressman Dan Goldman in New York specifically call for somebody to get rid of Donald Trump. He It was unequivocal. He said Donald Trump needs to be terminated. Now, that's quite different than the rhetoric that, bless her heart, poor out-of-work con- former congresswoman Liz Cheney, who, by the way, Paul Ryan is out trying to, to, to bear hug every chance he gets. That's quite different than the rhetoric she's out there espousing. But, Mike, I love the point. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Let's go to Bonnie in Queens, New York. Bonnie, how are you? Good. How are you? You know, Bo, of course these psychopaths are already planting the seeds about an upcoming cyber Internet attack. They, they always tell us exactly what they plan on doing, and then they gaslight the American people. That there's already been – this event has already been simulated by Klaus Schwab and the WEF. And it's, there's even a, a YouTube simulation for because they're warning us that, you know, 2024 is going to be, bring us a catastrophic cyber event. So they're already telling okay. us. Now, let me ask you one question. Do you use the word pandemic or plandemic? Plandemic, of course. Okay. Thank you, Bonnie. Appreciate your call. Debbie in Staten Island, you are up next on WABC. Hello, Debbie. Go ahead. Hello. Let's change the word from dictatorship to a dismantler. Uh, Trump wants to dismantle the dictatorship. We are now under with this administration. He wants to reinstitute our Constitution to make America a constitutional republic again and be on top of these poison ivy colleges, which are not educational institutions, but are indoctrinational institutions. Trump 2024. Thank Make you, America, Debbie. America again. I love it. 
Joaquin in Pennsylvania, you're up next. Time is running out. You got to do it quickly. Just early, real quick. Uh, I heard a guy one time did some investigation into Glenn Miller. And as the bombers returned from uh, from uh, mainland Europe to England, they would drop their payloads over the English Channel. And Glenn Miller's, Glenn Miller's pilot, he did not file a flight plan or anything. And this guy checked some other records. And he believes that actually returning Sorte uh, was disposing of their bombs and probably that that shower of bombs hit Glenn Miller's plane. Oh, boy. Well, either way, it was a tremendous loss for America on this day back in 1944. We lost Glenn Miller. Thank you, Joaquin, for the story. We're here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Hope you are, too. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Madonna's opening for her new tour at, at the Barclays Center last night. It did not go well. Eight. <laughs> We're here at 7 a.m. Please be with us. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here and allowing me to be with you. God willing, back in the morning at 7. Until then, bye. Bye.